to another episode of the Loose Cannon Podcast, where we try really hard to stay on topic with the Destiny lore. Um, this week, we are talking, sorry about that, this week we are talking about, um, or continuing to talk about our talk about the Black Armory, the Black Armory papers, all that inclusive stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I always, hard, yeah. I always have a hard time starting this. Well, so previously on Loose Cannon Podcast. That's what we need. We need like yeah. we need an announcer. We need we need a fifth guy. Well and Guardian to be the fourth guy, but mm. Well anyway, previously we yeah. went through Recap. the first like So we got up to we, we just finished reading entry hundred and ten. <clears throat> um not that there are 110 entries, but you know the way that they're numbered, and um, basically, um, Henry is it Henriette? Did I get the name wrong? It's Henriette, yeah. So um, Henriette had formed the Black Armory with two of her colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, the collapse happened. Mm-hmm. They had a prototype EXO. Mm-hmm. Um, Henriette's daughter was killed. Mm-hmm. They fled. Mm-hmm. Yuki and Henriette fled. Yeah, Helga Rasmussen died at the Black Armory, or at the very least, shortly after they fled. Um, mm-hmm. Yuki, Henriette, and the others uh, continued on more. Yuki gave herself to buy them time because they were being hunted by guardians. Well, I, I really, I really hate. I really hate how difficult it is to to describe who we all are, because it's mm-hmm. like by guardians, but it's like, well, they're not guardians; they're risen because they're not of the guardian philosophy, and it's like, it's just disorienting and difficult to explain. Like trying to explain that every time to someone who's new to the series, it's like, oh my god, this is exhausting. Mm. Maybe we should say light bearers. I that is my that is my favorite definition of it where it's like mm-hmm. it is just generic, it is what they are. Like mm-hmm. risen light bearer whatever. Yeah. So they were they were being hunted by a uh, was it a I think it was a group, wasn't it? A group of light bearers? Well, I don't know. I th- it, there was definitely one individual who um mm. basically explained that he wanted the exo yeah, like at least uh, one, but possibly yeah. more. Because mm-hmm. it, it's not like they, it's not like they're going. Ah, yes, Marcus, he's such a bastard. Like we don't have names, mm-hmm. so we can't just no. like go one, two, three, four. Um, yeah. It does actually say in entry one hundred eight, one of the men who had attacked us returned. Yeah, yeah. So now that that uh, there might not be multiple guardians, but. Mm. There's a group. Sorry, I yeah, didn't could even it, say Guardians. You know. Could it could it be that it's a it's a it's a light bearer who found a group of humans and was like, I will offer you prote- protection, but you have to mm. like you know you're yeah. my gang now. I'm the leader. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Okay, so we got to the point where Yuki had basically given her life so that. Um, the EXO and Henriette could escape. Um, so shall we go on to 
uh, entry 115. So they've just arrived. Well, in the previous entry, they arrived mm -hmm. at an airport. Um, yeah. So she's yeah. she and I spent the night. Uh, she and I, being Henriette and Ada One, they are the only two left in this. What what I would imagine was like a fairly large group of people. They ran the Black Armory. That had to be at least. 30, 30 to 50 people, right? Mm -hmm. Of like miners. Yeah. Um, only two are left now, Henriette and 801. She and I spent the night under the wing of a crash jet. I realize now as I write this that I haven't seen a plane in the sky. Not since we set out. This is n not the world I knew. Every time I look at her, I'm thinking about it. This is not the world I knew. So it's like really hard for... Imagine how hard that really is though for people who like were born before the golden age and then lived through the golden age and then had to experience the collapse and if they survived the dark age like mm -hmm. that that is horrible yeah like and i mean we don't know how long any of those periods really lasted yeah but it does it does seem that there are you know there are people there are non-guardians or non-light bearers who have lived for a very long time for whatever reason. Um, yeah. So, seems like the next... Those... Sorry, go on, Rhino. No, I was just saying, it seems like those those messages are very narrowly focused. There aren't a whole lot of descriptions of of uh, the surrounding environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their plan That's was true. to get to an island, which kind of seems like um, naive, like an island. We'll be safe there. Why? <laughs> it yeah. reminds me of. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's not a zombie <laughs> thing. Like it's it's a fuck, like there's aliens, there's spaceships. Yeah. Like how is an it island actually, going to save you? <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of you know like like we used to build castles. I say we as uh, as a civilization, not not we as a loose cannon but you know we used to build i built like, castles okay well i i, I apologize yeah. we used to build castles with like huge walls mm -hmm. and as you know that was a that was a fantastic defense until the invention of like artillery yeah uh, even even early artillery like like um ballistine trebuchets and things like hey i but, can throw but, this over your wall what yeah yeah <laughs> but now you know with the with the introduction of like um, like air-based warfare, like walls are. What is a wall going to do? And and it, this is exactly the same. It's like if, if, on an island. What is the? How is the sea going to protect you if you can if you can just fly across yeah. the sea? I mean, you, the, the the races that the that they're fighting have traveled like thousands of light years. Yeah. at least they have space to, travel. Uh, Water probably yeah. doesn't concern them. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, it's a nice idea. It, it is. But it, seems, but it seems like something is helping protect them to an extent. Mm. I guess... Cause the, oh, no, go Because you got to think, like... Because you got to think of all the people that <clears throat> grouped up and created the wall mm. and all of the inhabitants of the city and the, the surround... I mean, the very beginning of the game, when we first got this, uh, the description was very much centered around... Um, you know, being protected by the traveler, you know, and yeah. and it's and it's light, and so there's this huge center mass of population, which consists of 
you know, light bearers, humans, all trying to build a wall underneath the traveler or near it as close to it as possible. Mm-hmm. So for in some capacity, that light must have something to do with their their survival. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think the it's the traveler. only explanation for um, for uh, well, we don't know why creatures like the the vex and the hive haven't approached the city really um but but there i think it's it's kind of hinted that the traveler has some influence on that i think um i just also want to point out that technically in some aspects the vex have attacked the city very recently um reading the truth to power series the last two entries we had cons- consulted <sighs> the vex attacking wow. um okay, i'm just saying it's technically it's been discussed about like the what? the possibility of a vex invasion i would i would agree though that there's got to be some influence of the traveler that's actually doing something like how much of the wall is actually needed and how much of it is just security theater like is it just there to make people feel safe I mean, I think against um, a foe... It stops ground troops, which I yeah, think is it seems, the majority. It seems like the, 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 in the early days of the city, the main foe was the Fallen. Right. And e- e- even now, that's probably still... Uh, uh, until recent history, the Fallen were probably what, what, what the city thought of as the, as the, the biggest threat. And you know, you think about that, and they were once touched by the light. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I, I feel as though when you see what happened during the Red War, like um, the walls didn't really have much effect. You know, like the Cabal ships—they just came over the wall and yeah. just annihilated right. us. But like the yeah. wall, would, would would the wall not be a reaction to um, six fronts, where basically the enemy exactly. was just like. Hey, sure. look at this. Yeah. Let's walk in yeah. and start killing people. And it's like, all right, well, we yeah. need something. We need something that can stop this from happening. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It feels as though, you know, the fallen are a much more predictable foe in some ways. And, you know, the, the, like, Twilight Gap was, it, from, from, from what we can tell, it was a, like a land assault. Mm-hmm. No, 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 um, no. It was, there was air assault as well because, um, hmm. Okay. The um, Twilight Gap itself has those anti-air um, artillery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I never really thought of them as anti-air. It's, I think it's actually course. called out in the Grimoire card itself. Hmm. Um. I'll look it up. You you keep going. Okay. Well, anyway, um, to get back to the original point, it does seem like going to an island is not really going to help them too much. Um. So, anyway, in entry 115... Oh, oh, before we get back on on that topic, Mm -hmm. I did want to actually say one more thing. Um, If you actually think about it, the ships that we see, like, you know, a fallen skiff comes down, and it's like eight fallen jump out, and then it Mm -hmm. goes away. And a hive tomb ship comes around, and like ten ten hive are there. So, like, it would need to be, like, a very large-scale aerial assault to even mm-hmm. like get the forces over the wall like it would take a lot of effort so it, it's it's kind of silly but it seems like 
the wall is actually a little bit effective because they're like, God, God damn it. We don't, we don't have that many pilots. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? Mm, yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, should we go back to the Black Armory papers? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in entry 115, I'll read it out because it's really short. The airport isn't safe anymore. The control tower is ablaze, and the monstrous sounds on the wind will keep us from investigating any further. So it's hard to know what it is that that Henriette is referring to there, the monstrous sounds on the wind. Um, but anyway, at this point they decide they're going to leave the airport. Um, So, are you okay or not? Oh, it's just you're you're gonna like frozen up. Well, I'm. I was just giving you guys an, an opportunity to jump in. <clears throat> I was waiting for the greatest uh, revelation ever found. Yeah, same. I thought you were preparing for something. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was not. Why would they? Okay, so um, they're at an airport and they've mm. got to leave. Yeah. All right. So, entry 116. We walk parallel to the roads and lie down in hiding when we hear other travelers. My legs are sore and my mouth is dry from answering her barrage of questions. There's so much of this world that she doesn't understand and so much I want to tell her, but I just can't. Not right now. Yuki's death has weighed on us both, yet she retains an innocence. I'm trying so very hard not to ruin it. We came across the remains of a petrol-burning car in the forest, and she asked if it could still be alive. I had to explain it was never alive. Those machines had no souls. I instantly regretted saying that because it only led to more painful inquiries. I told her I had a headache and needed some quiet. It was actually questioning her own, her own, her own existence. Yeah, well, I guess it. You know, it. This is. So the, as an EXO, it is kind of interesting as as EXOs go because, as far as I'm aware, all of the other EXOs were. Adult minds. Oh yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like, what? What is it? When you become an EXO, you also get Changnesia because that was like very selective, absent memory. Like, is this car alive? Like, no. It's it's a car. I mean, I I suspect that the. Yeah, I think I think Ada is struggling with her with a sense of identity because Mm. she's because she's a child. She's a child. And in an adult exo body, which is kind of odd. She's eight oh one. That means she never yeah. got a reset. Like she just got mm-hmm. booted right in. And if it was mm-hmm. like any rejection, it's just fritzing which, around. Which, is, which was a big deal when we figured that out at the at the time, which mm-hmm. settled the argument of does exo start at zero or one. Mm. Going back, you know, just thinking. I mean, a lot of people have made that revelation now, but. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal when that when when that was that was brought to light. 
<clears throat> so here, so if just like what you, she knows enough to understand she is more machine mm. than than human. Would you say that she feels more of a connection to a car that doesn't look anything like her than to a human that actually looks like her? I I wouldn't say so. I don't think that's the case. I just think that she's having trouble, you know, if you see an animal, uh, this is a ridiculous analogy, but, you know, if you see an animal in distress, you want to help, mm-hmm. right? In in this case, I think even though I, I don't think Ada sees herself as being closer to a machine, but, you know... If you think about it logically, if you think, okay, well, I'm a machine and I, I feel thoughts and feelings and have this experience, you know, this consciousness, why wouldn't other machines have that? Um, yeah. Shall I go on to the next entry? Yeah. So, entry 117. When the sun is up, we're wary of other humans. When the moon rises, we worry about worse creatures. We're on a road to nowhere now, and I was always paranoid, but I can't shake the feeling that the man I let escape is watching us. Going further inland would be a mistake. That has become clear from the increasing destruction we're encountering. I'm hoping that if we can make it south to the Mediterranean Sea, even if it means going through the Alps, we might be able to find a small boat. An island sounds perfect, and I think Corsica should be the end goal. But with our luck, it will be beset by some sort of invincible sea monsters. Mm-mm. There it is. Yeah, there's there's the island. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, geographically, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. If you ever get time to go look at the at the uh, location she's kind of talking about. Hmm. But um, talking about so, the Mediterranean Sea and all that. Yeah, I mean, if the, if the world geographically is the same shape. Well, I mean, it has to be right because like the Black Armory was Niobe Labs, wasn't it? Like that's where they were held up. Right. And Niobe Labs is in the EDZ, and they left from the EDZ on foot. They haven't seen a plane, so like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> which is really neat because you know you think about it. Um, We've got we've got all of the the different forge families kind of huddled around the Mediterranean Sea, or partly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got France, and it's a long, it's a very long walk. Like, uh, if they've made the majority of this journey by by foot, and we know that the so, if they were in the EDZ, if they were if they were in, um. You know, the EDZ is a in a German-speaking location, mm-hmm. which means it's it's it 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 to, it looks a lot like kind of either Germany or kind of somewhere near Switzerland or Austria. So even if we presumed it was like super close mm-hmm. and like Switzerland kind of area, I suppose it could be North Italy. I think there's some German-speaking areas in Northern Italy. Um, well, there's a lot of islands in the Mediterranean Sea. There, there are, but I'm guessing they're on the mainland, right? 
Mm. Um, I mean, she says technically, it was, like border-wise, yeah. Well, well no, it, not would... even border-wise. She says going further inland would be a mistake. To me, that like she she's wanting to get to an island, so mm -hmm. I don't think she's on an island. You yeah. know. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. My, my my guess is that they're traveling from somewhere within the EDZ mm -hmm. to Corsica. And that is, it's a long, I mean, it's not an impossible journey, but it's a, it's a long walk. She, she calls out Mediterranean Sea. Yes. Yes, she does. But I mean, and, and you can, you can walk from anywhere on, on the continent to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, from Switzerland, for example, the Mediterranean Sea is the closest sea. Maybe the, maybe the Adriatic's the closest, but if you're aiming from an, for an island, there's not really many... Mm -hmm. Sizable islands in the Adriatic. Yeah, I'm think I'm just thinking if the EDZ is in UK area. I would well, I would be very surprised by that because every all the signs are in German. Yeah, it's definitely well, not the UK. It's okay, it, it so, has to, it has to be a, a German speaking region of Europe. It was uh, what is it like the Austria Switzerland whatever yeah. little circle because it's right by it's got like. It's got road signs to some mountain. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because we were talking about this and their influence on creating the name Trostland. Yeah. Which was kind uh, of on the border of Germany and, um, yeah. Dancing Viru just said uh, the road signs uh, mentions uh, word, which is in East Switzerland. So that's, yeah. that's that was like pretty definitive How for saying. Uh, where the EDZ was generally located, so they're they're coming from there. They're going uh, south to the Mediterranean. What I think is cool, which means though, they're headed, mm. which means they're headed to two uh, closest islands, which are which are just nestled right below France and <clears throat> inset on Italy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. What I think is interesting, though, is the next entry, actually, so we just don't get hung up talking about the EDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, entry 123 is, um, nostalgia came over me today. We came upon an amusement park I used to love back before all of this, but now nature had begun, begun to claim this place. Fortunately, I could still describe most of it in detail. I showed her where I liked to eat, where I rested my weary feet, and even a petting zoo where I'd appreciated the beauty of exotic animals. I started to tell her stories about when I was here with my family, but a scratch in my throat made me stop. I suppose these wounds are still bleeding. And um, I really like that one because it ties directly with the exotic ship 801's Lone Wolf. Uh, 801 prefers places to people, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sitting in the shadow of the park sign, Rocket World, it says, in faded block letters. She drags a toe of her boot through the dirt and feels the weight of centuries around her. So basically, she's going back to this place, this amusement park, that the founder like had such fond memories of. In my opinion, mm. it's got to be the same park, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, it's really... Um... Oh, well, maybe not. New Vancouver? New the theme park is in New Vancouver. Yeah, whatever. Never mind then. Screw me. All right, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. 
Where, where was it that you were quoting from? Ada One's Lone Wolf, the exotic ship. She sits on the hull of her ship, staring out over the wreckage of an abandoned theme park in New Vancouver. Her eyes crawl up the spine of a rusted-out roller coaster with tracks that stop dead in midair, sticking out like a diving board over a 250-foot drop. Mm-hmm. I, I remember just reading this card and thinking it was um, tying directly to Ada One's Lone Wolf, and now I'm a little sad no but no but maybe you know maybe she's looking at a different theme park and it's triggering that memory of the one that yeah yeah i mean yeah that's still possible but i still feel like an idiot (laughs) well no i think that's a i mean that's an important distinction is that she's she's inside her her exo body in a new world in a new land yet things are reminding her her of her old world you know Mm mm-hmm and it's it's strange terrain, but at the same time, it's so familiar. You know, she's in, she's inside this new body, but she has all these familiar thoughts and and feelings and and ideas. It's it's almost you know it's almost displacement, but at the same time, you're in a parallel universe. I mean, it's it's the experience we're all going through. You know, so it's very familiar for us, and and so that's what ties her humanity in game and that's what gives her that's what gives her story so much weight and gives us the 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 tendency for compassion towards her because we understand <clears throat> what's alien to her mm-hmm. um is very much the same for everyone else yeah currently just searching for theme park south of switzerland i know i was too <laughs> i don't see any um theme parks in the mediterranean sea I would, would be like that would be anything parts in the Mediterranean yeah, Sea. People, a, that'd be exhausting. Yeah. There's a bunch of theme parks. Well, I was looking for some that were close to that border area. It looks yeah. like there's three. Mm. Anyway, that's a that's a that's a moving um, moving on. Entries one forty two, one forty three, one forty four, uh, one forty two can kind of just kind of go through uh henriette's is basically describing how 801 is like a butterfly they started from nothing and became something uh so much more but 143 is really interesting i think because it says i thought i saw one of those small drones pass over us today we were picking berries and watching out for more butterflies when i thought i caught a glimpse of the damned thing i made her promise no matter what happens if they catch you you must not trust them not ever so that was like a guardianless ghost, a light bearerless ghost, right? Like searching for their, for theirs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the 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 risen the light bearer would be with it. So it's like it's crazy it's to think. Pork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fucking pulled porks everywhere, man! <laughs> Holy shit! That's the only answer. Yep. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that like. It shows how ghosts were looking and everything. Like ghosts go right past them while they're while they're hiding from another light bearer, another ghost who could have revived Zavala or Cade or Ikora, like someone who would do like really great things is going mm-hmm. past them and they all they can think is like, Oh, I should I should have shot that thing. Like, you know, like obviously there's there's hatred in the feelings. Yeah. Hmm. understandable given her experiences yeah no it's absolutely understandable but like what if she had a gun on her and she saw it and she just shoots it out of the sky like who could we have not had today 
So entry 144. Mm -hmm. Shall I read it out? I mean, if you think it's important. Um, I'm not. Let me just read through it. I don't know. Um, I'll read the second paragraph. Um, the barrage of questions continues. She wants to know why she's special, why we needed her here, where she comes from. I still can't muster up the answers. I find it easier to bury my face in this journal or pretend to be asleep than to face her questions. We are still quite a ways from the shore. So, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a, a continuation of the point that, I mean, I, I guess that, that Ada mustn't really remember much about her life. I, she can't remember you anything, know? right? That's part of being an exo. Well, yeah, but I feel as though different exos have different degrees of that. The only exo I knew or know of that has any recollection of their past is Cade and even Cade says I'm not even sure if this is real yeah he he's like he's he's not sure if it's a real past or if he just made it up hmm but, but you know could that be because of his <clears throat> you know his his resets but it, but it also could be because he's a guardian hmm well, he had you the know, journal I mean, before. He had the journal before he was a guardian. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, in his, in his but, characteristics are so very, you know, he's so very enthralled with digging up past things and looking for, you know, un, undiscovered treasures and stuff like that. So, who knows what he uncovered? Mm. Even trying to access his own memories. Who knows if he didn't try something similar? Hmm. So then we can um, yeah. we can move on. Uh, 150, 151 is more more of just Henriette um, being very upset about Ada One asking her questions. Like she's Ada One is trying to learn, and Henriette is not the one that can teach her because looking at Ada One just like really makes her depressed. You know, it's, it really hurts her to, to see Ada One. Yeah. Um, but so in well, one fifty, at a certain point, she also too has to keep Ada from you know panic and, mm -hmm. and distress. Yeah, and you can't just tell a kid, "Holy crap, you know we're all gonna die." Yeah, <laughs> it's difficult because it's not like actually revealed until the final entry. But like you know, Ada one is Adelaide Henriette's daughter, so it's like really hard. It's really hard for Henriette to to look at Ada one and be like this thing is my daughter and she's asking me for assistance and I can't give the assistance. So it's like this like cyclical, like I want to help my daughter. I'm disgusted by my daughter. She needs my help. I want to help my daughter, but I'm disgusted by my daughter. She needs my help. And just like hating herself because she can't help her. Cause she's disgusted by what she did to her. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a really like harsh, harsh story. Yeah. But um so 157, 58, 59, they finally make it to um the shoreline. Uh there's a small organized group there. But there's no boats, so they will not be boating away from Europe. Um Corsica is off the list now. 
158. Um, Henriette has an anxiety attack because a light bearer has, uh, is kind of like the leader of the group on the shoreline. She really liked the Black Armory weapons. She was, like, really interested in them. And Henriette wasn't sure, like, does she dislike the weapons or does she know? Like, does she know Ada is responsible for the weapons? Um, and, uh, in 159... Today, some children and their parents asked if Ada wouldn't mind holding their hands and talking to them. Apparently, this is their first encounter with an exo. She takes them to see. She takes to them with ease, makes them feel comfortable like it's nothing. Her inner her innocence shines. She has such a good heart. She enjoys playing with the children. She's quite good at hide and seek, a skill I'm more ha- more than happy to let her hone. The children love her playfulness. There are two other exos in this camp, and three of them have become fast friends. Wait. I know, I was, I was just... This is their yeah, first so, encounter? There's also two other exos? But me, I, I did wonder if maybe the other exos are jerks. Yeah. Like, those exos don't talk to children? Yeah. <laughs> well, those, those exos before, they weren't very... Uh, <laughs> who knows what they were like? Hmm. They were the criminals made into exos like Cade Six. They're 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 all they're all bastards and not not nice and charming. And then we get uh one seventy, one seventy one, which is basically the end. Um last night the peace of the refugee camp abruptly ended. Thunder and lightning reverberated in our ears. The people with drones fought a battle in the camp against other people with drones. She and I took this opportunity to escape by following the shoreline for a few miles. I know why they're here. I recognized one of them. The man from before. The one with the red drone. The one who killed Yuki. They are here for the obsidian accelerator. We have to leave. And then 171... We watched the camp burn from the cliffs. I saw people with drones fan out in all directions. I could follow the paths they cut through the darkness by flickering by the flickering of their drones' light. There's no more time for any else, anything else. And despite her concerns, she has opened up to me. I'm removing the obsidian accelerator and sending her down the road. They can come get it from me, not her. This is likely goodbye. So, from entry one all the way back in the golden age to entry 171 and then the final entry all the way into the dark age where light bearers are fighting light bearers good and evil the like the lines of good and evil are being drawn it's a it's a long path to walk yeah it is it's probably you know a lot of the the books cover much well this probably covers the longest period of any of the books i guess mm-hmm. maybe apart from maybe the the books of sorrow but uh or no um the marasena because that like did centuries yeah it did that's true anyway it mm. still covers quite a long period and it's probably the biggest insight that we have into the the collapse so far you know like even though the marasena covers that period the period of the collapse from the perspective of the awoken was they were they were completely isolated so w- we didn't see what happened in our solar system during that period mm. um so yeah it's really right. interesting 
Right, there wasn't a lot of detail about what was happening on Earth during that time in the Mars Center. No. And there's not a huge amount of detail here, really. You know, there is more detail, but it's... um, The focus of the story is what happens to to Henriette and Adelaide and the founders of of the Black Armory, and less about... Here's what happened during the collapse. You know, the description of the creature that attacked them is very... There are some specific details to it, but, mm-hmm. but it's still quite broad, you know? Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever get a book like Ghost Stories, but it's like of people living through or dying in the collapse, where mm. it can actually go more into detail about the collapse itself and less about specific people running from it and hiding from it. That would be really cool, but I also kind of think that... Um, I think Bungie have been intentionally vague. vague. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. And I think to an extent they, they should be, they have to be, they should be, they, you know, but like at some point we need to get more detail. Otherwise we're just going to be like, well, what, what even fucking was it? You know, like, yeah. Right. Well, I think we will. And I think, you know, um, I expect, so I don't. I don't know if this is is it is it a spoiler to talk about the Queen's Court dialogue this week. I don't think so. If yeah, you so, haven't yeah, seen it, I mean, we're going to talk well, about it, it now because it's it's <laughs> kind of panning into this. It's on the Ishtar Collective. If anybody yeah. would like to watch it, um, but you know, I, I think there was one thing that everybody everybody pointed out about about that um, about that dialogue which is the connection between what Mara says and what another character said. But leaving that aside, one thing that, that Mara says, and I'll just get the, um, the the actual dialogue up here. Yeah, you get that um, dialogue, and I'm going to get another dialogue. Okay. So she says, the next act is about to begin, and I do not know when I will return. And, you know, from Mara's perspective... I I don't think Mara cares about Joker's Wild. No. Like what what she, what she's talking about is you know, she doesn't really care about the about the lives of of guardians. She cares about the humanity. The, yeah, she, she yeah, the human race. Uh you know, including the Awoken and 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 the Exos. Um so my expectation is that she is talking about what is the the next chapter, you know? Like, what is the next big event to happen? And I know there's been loads of hints at, at the arrival of uh, Savathun, but if you look at the, you know, the we see the pyramid ships in, in Mara's court, mm-hmm. you know? She was we know, clearly looking at them. Mm, we know that... From the cutscene, you know, the animated cutscene at the start of, um, I think it was the the Vanilla D two campaign, mm-hmm. we sh- we saw the shadows of very similar ships approaching, at, during mm-hmm. the collapse. And we also saw them when we went into the water on Io. On that, yep. they were above the water, and there were people screaming and dying in the like under the water, like there were like statue mm-hmm. people, and the pyramids crashed in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then obviously. As everybody knows, we saw them at the end of the campaign 
in the cutscene where the light washes yeah. over them and they, they turn and back they on. Life. Yeah. Um, and we have the we have the concept art depicting them, which looks like they're beams of light aimed at the Earth, almost as if they were glassing the planet or destroying people or who knows what they're doing, beaming mm-hmm. people up. Who knows? So we know that the um, that that they are coming, like. And I expect that their arrival will shed more light under the collapse. You know, they were there at the beginning. I think I think it's pretty clear to me that they were there at the beginning. They were there during the collapse. They were there during the the arrival of the of the darkness. Mm-hmm. The other races that we've faced since then are, you know, like the hive are obviously tied to the darkness. But I, you know, I feel as though this is something else. So Mara, Mara might be talking about Savathun, but I think more likely she's talking about something bigger. She's talking about the arrival of the the pyramid ships. Yeah. Um, since you didn't actually read this part, I want to also read this part from um, the court this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what it is to be awoken. I dream of a friend I will come to have. She she will tell me a side must always should always be cho- taken even if it is the wrong side. I think I should like her. Now, if um that sounds familiar, it should because that was way back from D one on the first mission on um, Venus where we're searching out the Exo Stranger and she goes like you need to get into the Black Garden. How do we get into the Black Garden? You need to go talk to the Awoken. The Awoken blah 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 sitting out there on the edge of light and dark. A side must always be chosen, even if it is the wrong side. And she, like, crushes a vex. Um, So Mara, it's kind of insinuating that whatever's coming next is what the Exo Stranger was also fighting. And so Mara will be working alongside the Exo Stranger in the future, which is kind of insane to think about. Like, that, like, these two... I, guess, I would call them fan favorites. Yeah. Fan favorite characters, mm. right? Are like going to actually end up working together. But, yeah, um, that is cool. Yeah, the the craziest thought that immediately went across my mind was how much of how much of the stranger exo strangers influence had already been because of a future event with Mara. When we set, when we are set to go to the moon and discover the hive, and we are set to go to the black garden, and all the counters that she leads us on at the very beginning of of Destiny's campaign, how much of that was may have already been influenced by a future meeting with Mara? What's what's that thing that it's a something paradox where you go back in time to make the events happen for the future? Is it not the grandfather paradox? Is that the grandfather paradox? What if what if this whole thing is a grandfather paradox where it's like in the future Mara and the extra stranger are like talking blah 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 and it's like yeah if the guardians didn't come to me looking for the black garden we wouldn't be here today like something different would have happened and the extra stranger is well, like oh I have to go tell them to talk to you to get into the black garden yeah. to like kick yeah. all this off so the extra stranger and, has to go back to kick it off and the crazy thought is remember when we encounter the prince we, we encounter prince aldrin and he is very oppositional to us when mm-hmm. we're there for the 
to try to get, you know, they, he sends us on the mission to get the eye of a gate Lord. And, uh, but Mara vouches and stands up and lets us continue with that effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There definitely um, is a, is a connection. But so, uh, yeah. one, one last thing that I wanted to say on this was that Mara dreams of a friend she shall come to have clearly referencing the ex stranger for the possibility of the future for a final act, which they will be fighting. Mara is trying to save humanity from the thing that is coming to destroy humanity, which we just discussed was very likely the pyramid ships. Sure. Ido, while she was still alive, also had a dream. And so this is from the rocket launcher from the Dreaming City, Sleepless. I was dreaming, Shur says, wiping her mouth off with the back of her hand. I saw you on a great black triangle. You split it in two with your bare hands. And I was dead, I think. She cracks her neck with deliciously with a deliciously loud pop. Or trapped, like in a maze. But pretty close to figuring my way out. Shur stands up to stretch. She does not mind that Mara is not listening. Let her read. And there was another woman with you. On the triangle, Mara murmurs. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was helping. Then your brother showed up, and she shakes out of her arms, frowning thoughtfully. The dream is already fading. He said, Tropea, or maybe it was tropical. Anyway. So, sure, Ido is clearly, like, dreaming of a future event. In which Aldrinsov is there, Mara is there, and so is some other mystery woman who, knowing everything now, really feels like the extra stranger. Aldrin, however, dies, you know, and gets brought back as a guardian. So it feels like all these forces are going to be coming together to fight the, the pyramids together. Mm-hmm. And it's. Well, we still have, you know, we still have Eris floating about yeah. out there too. So. Oh yeah, it could have been Eris. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eris is Teox, so. <laughs> God, we gotta stop those stupid fucking we things. Do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, just going, just going back a few steps. You know, so dancing very. Something that dancing very just said there about um, it's that this screams curious to me. There is an element, you know, as much as I think that when Mara was talking about the next arc, she was talking about the the pyramid ships, I do think that if we look at the common threads between, you know, Mara's focus, which is, which is you know, um, kind of recently been related to the Taken, and, and, you know, Curia is Taken, and the Exo Stranger's history or future with the Vex, mm-hmm. there is kind of a you know, that could be one one way that 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 that's one argument that actually maybe the next act is related to Curia. Right. I guess. Do you know what I mean? I I I know what you're saying. I mostly like I get it. I just don't know if I agree. I think that to me the biggest argument against that is that there have been there have been a lot of hints about Savathun's arrival and you know obviously the truth to power books talk about kind of they talk about Coria directly and now they're even debunking Coria ever being involved yeah they're they're canceling they're that's that's what really bothers me about the truth to power books they're like hey this actually never mind this actually never mind (laughs) this actually never mind this and it's just like just make up your damn mind like 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't believe a word that the Truth to, to Power books say. But I mean, I know you, you, you can't um, just reject law because you don't agree with it. You know, like you, you, uh, I'm not saying that we should do that. I just think that, as Anon was saying, like there are so many concepts that have been introduced in the Truth to Power books, and then been immediately kind of rejected. You know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know, but but I think there's there is a possibility that the next act will be Curier. I just I still think that I I still personally think that the next act being the pyramid ships is what Mara was talking about because we, you know we 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 know that. They're on their way. From from the end of the D1 campaign, sorry, the end of the D2 campaign, we saw these ships come back to life. Uh, there have been hints at Curia and Savathun, and we know that Savathun is involved in the Dreaming City, but I think it, my expectation is that the, the pyramid ships are the next kind of existential crisis that humanity has to deal with. Yeah. Well, the, it's it's all been it's all been leaning towards this. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself if the if 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 the, <laughs> if the ships are on their way to our solar system, and we know that they were at a, a much greater distance at one time, are we are we to say that that they definitely were here before? And were a part of the collapse, or had they always been at a at a threshold outside of our solar system? No, I think I think they were definitely here. I mean, based on the based on the cutscene at the start of the Destiny Two campaign, based uh -huh. on the the dream sequence that we that we saw, which I know you you know you can't really rely on. Um, I think the the pyramid ships were were here. They were in our, in our solar system. I don't know if they. I mean, the the opening cutscene kind of hints that that they were on Earth and that they were they were kind of face to face with the traveler. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe that was artistic license. But it that that's how I interpreted it. Um, that's how I did too. But I was just thinking if if there was a possibility that. All we're seeing and witnessing was uh, like a foresight, yeah. Or if, or if we're or if we're just seeing what is going to happen, mm -hmm. it's like an inevitable um, thing that we are aware of, but has yet to have happened yet. Yeah, that's possible. I guess with the with the dream sequence, you can't really say one way or the other. But I do yeah. think, based on the opening animation that that they were definitely here hello again i was here the whole time so i know exactly mm. what you're talking about you know <laughs> we didn't really read through the the final entry yeah because and i've had it sitting in chat uh the link to it so i'm going to post this link in chat now uh the final entry i just feel like you have to read it yourself it's it's really long as well, so it's not really fun to just hear someone like read something that's gonna yeah. like take a few minutes. 
But most importantly, it's a really emotional letter from Henriette to Ada. Um, saying like, you know, like, I'm your mom. Like, this is this is what it is. And it's... I really like how the game handled... Um, I don't really like how the game handled this lore book, but I do really like how they handled the last piece of this lore book. Mm-hmm. Where you will get the entries up to 170, 171 entirely RNG based until this one and they will drop in order and then once you get 170, 171 and you unlock it, it checks off or it unlocks final entry and then you take it back to Ada and she reads it like she actually like like reads it in front of you, like not out loud, that'd be awesome if she narrated it but um, mm-hmm. and it just means so much to her, and it's like such an emotional story. Yeah, I think that's actually you know I I still haven't got that far. Um, I haven't unlocked. I don't think I've looked, unlocked any of them yet. Ooh. But I've seen the. It's okay. I can. You're I, never I gonna the get la- them now. I have the last word. It's fine. Twenty percent. Oof! You have the last word. Yeah. Wow! I thought you were trash at PvP. No, it took me th- three games, so, you know, whatever. Um, I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't say things, I shouldn't say things like that. I know how many people have... It actually... I'm not even joking. The thing that annoyed me most about that quest is having to do 15 Lost Sectors. Why does that annoy people? Because I hate having to do the same thing again and again and again. I hate grinding so much. Like, literally... <laughs> I, I like I did I did seven I did it, the same last. It takes seven you ten times, minutes. Who cares? It I it's ten minutes I could spend doing anything else with my life. <laughs> like you have a I life. I hated it. Mm-hmm. That was that was my argument was... this week about just in defense of people who, you know, just like Baxter feels, um, they feel that they're wasting their time in certain things they shouldn't have to. I mean, it's just you know, like like the. Um, some of the other things in there were quite some of the other things that you had to do as part of the the quest chain you know they are quite challenging and it's kind of fun you know and I can understand like especially if you don't really like PvP Mm -hmm. they they can be a chore yeah but I think there was a chore for everything in there well yeah I think for, for me the PvP stuff was more of a chore. Sorry, the PvE stuff was more of a chore than the PvP stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like when when I go on to play an average game of Destiny, if I'm playing by myself, if I'm not, if I'm not joining a party with my friends or whatever, which is most of the most of the way that I play, I generally tend to play alone. I'll play Crucible, Gambit, maybe. To be honest, it's really just Crucible and Gambit that I, that I tend to play. Sometimes I'll go and do um, the kind of daily and weekly, um, the powerful engram stuff. Uh, the what do you challenges? Call it? We gotta get you in more yeah. raids, man. You gotta do more raids with us. Well, I, I did do I did do Last Wish for the first time uh, like two weeks ago, and it was awesome. Like I I, um, I I I know like I joke about it, but like I do really sympathize with the people who are like not fans of PvP, and you feel yeah. like you're getting forced to do this. And I absolutely hate the people who are like, "It's a PvP gun. Why do you even care?" Like, shut the right. fuck yeah. up. It's a looter shooter. I want every goddamn gun. I don't care wh- yeah. what it's supposed to be used for. I actually wish now this this would have been this would have been good 
Yeah, as, as, as Anna said in the chat, you know, going from 44% to 9% sucks. Yeah. Like, I there was only one... There was only one I, I played one game and we just got stomped. And I went back like two or three percent. It encourages and I was, and I was, leaving the game. It's like, okay, yeah. well, we're losing. I'm out. Yeah. Now, as I said, I really like PvP. I, I enjoy... I'll, I'll just happily sit and play like several matches. Mm-hmm. If you don't like doing that, then... I, I, I just really wish that some of the quests had like different options, you know, so you could say, right, either either do this in PvP or even if it was just play 20 PvP matches, yeah, no. at least that would give you the option of saying, right, okay, I, I, I'm probably not, my, my kill death ratio is crap, but at least I can, I know I can play 20 matches and at the end... Even if I got zero percent, yeah, I still get the gun. You know, like I don't think there needs to be alternatives. I think that it just—it's yeah. always with PvP. Like every time there's a PvP quest, they have regression, yeah. and it's like, why? Why are you doing that to people? All yeah. it does is frustrate people. Make it a larger goal. Like instead mm-hmm. of it being like, let's say all you needed to do was kill twenty guardians for this, make it a hundred. I don't care, but no regression. The PvP yeah. guys will still get it done on the fucking day. The people who aren't good at PvP will be like, well, I'm making progress every day. I'll get it done. And that'll yeah, be right. the end of it. Yeah. Definitely. Or they'll wait until Iron Manor. <laughs> Mayhem's the way. Trust me. Yeah, Mayhem. Yeah, yeah Mayhem. Mayhem, Mayhem six shooter. Oof. I just, I just, I didn't, yeah, I just played quick play personally, but. Um, yeah, I you mean, know, I, it's each their own. But with yeah. like my, mayhem, my, if you have like a good, um, if you have a good multi kill, like if you're going into mayhem with like blade barrage, trying to get this done, you're screwed. Because blade barrage now is like insanely easy to take out. The knives don't fucking kill. The knives yeah, will hit you. Kinda, the knives will hit you and do thirty damage, and then explode yeah. and do like three hundred damage and kill you. So it's like, ha! <laughs> oh, now we're both dead. One th- one thing I have noticed in in PVE is at least Blade Barrage recharge. It seems to reach well with um, uh, shards of Galenor. Yeah. It seems to recharge even more than it used to. Uh, right. That's no. been my. You just spam impression. the blade. Oh oh, actually, um, yes and no because they tuned Galenor, and this is not what we're here for, but they tuned Galenor <laughs> to be because it it had this like this like really. Um, vague way of how it triggered its quality of the perk. So instead mm. of instead of going up to ninety percent as its cap, it'll go up to seventy five percent of its cap. But it's entirely focused on knife hit. So like if mm-hmm. if none of your knives, if all of your knives, like you go up and you hit like a big big ass boss, all of your knives hit it, it should give you your seventy five. It shouldn't give you the like ten that it used to because it's like oh well you didn't kill him you didn't yeah. you didn't um, hit seventeen enemies <laughs> like I was constantly right. making seven orbs on my super and getting twenty five percent I'm like what the fuck is this yeah. my 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 teammates are getting more super than I am hmm. yeah I actually switched back to playing um, Orpheus rig Night Stalker mm. for the first time in ages this week with with all of the changes. Um, mechanics lore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh crap. Um. Anyway. Final I, entry. I had something on that, but I forgot. Oh, on mechanics. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, I, I remember now. I remember now. I had um, I just want to say this because now it's actually kind of on topic. Um, Dancing Viru in chat just said mechanics lore with that little like trolley face, um, emote thing. I don't know what the hell it means. So I just want to because we're in like the last fifteen minutes of the show. We kind of covered the Black Armory. Um, I want to I want to pitch this guy to to you guys. Saint fourteen, the helmet of Saint fourteen, right? Mm. Or helm of Saint fourteen. That's the one that makes your Titan bubble blind people that enter. It's been like an old theory of mine that exotic armor that do stuff like this. It's like everyone is unique, right? Like everyone, in my opinion, the Destiny universe, everyone is like doing things a little bit differently. That's why there's six shooter. That's why there's top tree or top tree, bottom tree, golden gun, six shooter, um, um, way of the marksman, way of the, the, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you'll have you'll have your Sentinel Titans, you'll have your this, you'll have your that, and it's all very different. So, in my opinion, Saint Fourteen, like tuned his light specifically to make it so his bubble, naturally his bubble, would blind his enemies, and it was like so focused that a piece of his armor kind of became imbued with that attunement, and mm. by another another Titan wearing it, it kind of. Uh, transfers that to that yeah. to that ability so like in in the case of galanor there was a hunter who like really fucking worked on his blade barrage and he was like haha like i can feast off like a vampire nonsense my enemies and now shards of galanor have that like imbued energy within them mm-hmm. so mechanics lore that's yeah. that is my headcanon that that makes yeah, sense i like that I feel as well, though, if yeah, you this, think this, about this... Shinobu's vow, her her uh Well her that one just her... that one just has another grenade holder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well what about uh what is the chest piece? Armamentarium. Mmm. The... Raiden Flux. No, the other hunter one. Oh, With um the, Lucky uh... Raspberry. No, I have it. It's the new one. Gwissinvest? Yes. Six Coyote. Gwizen. Gwizen. Gwysine. Gwizen. Yeah, Gwizen. Yeah, I mean, the ghost. You're, you're the ghost the, vest. You're the dude who who does this. Why are you asking me how it's pronounced? Like, that's your job. <laughs> that's I that's why you're the here. <laughs> There's too many items in my head. There's no room. We can. Oh, man. I kind of. Um, um, but Wolf Claw. Wolf Claw. Who is he? Anyway, Doctor Wolfclaw. Unrelated. Yeah, I know. I'm just the, your your cannon is is messing with my rabbits. They're thumping wildly. I don't. I don't. He's reference. Sorry, sorry for anyone. He's <laughs> he's referencing something that he's not telling us. He's just referencing it. It's extremely <laughs> obnoxious, and that's that's my bit. So. <laughs> Okay, so the Gwizen Vest has I mean, a it, description of Songdo White Claw. Sorry, I said Wolf Claw. White Claw. Uh-huh. This is this let's, is why I didn't understand. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's let's wrap okay, the show so, up with this. Alright, so the traveler called me back, told me to work on this side, or told me the my work on this side isn't done yet. And so if you read the lore entry, it's about uh it, it's a little bit poetic. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty neat one. Uh, it kind of it kind of reminds me of it reminds me of 
some of the older Japanese codex, whenever they would talk about when you walk in the way of a certain uh, discipline, or if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to better yourself in a, on a certain path. And uh, so this one, this item has a lot of Korean influence. So the Koreans, you know, had the same philosophies and some of their stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. it goes like this. There is no self to kill. There is no end to life. The choices were made by someone else. The one who has who we were. I'm sorry. The one who was who we were. We return estranged to act on them. We must stay unseen like the ghost we are. Take flight from the son of living folk. Take the ghost you were given. End the cycle that gave you birth. End those who killed you first. Hmm. You know, I actually don't think I've, I've ever read that. I have this chest. I just don't think I've ever read that. I actually really like that. And so when you think about the ability that it has when you kill and then immediately evade right afterwards, you get more light back. Yeah, you, you kill and then you go invisible. We must stay unseen like the ghosts we are. Uh-huh. It, it's talking about how it, it's essentially talking about how he was how they were revived as a guardian and their kind of philosophy on what it is to be a night stalker. Uh, that's that's really cool. And that would be like another example. This person feels so strongly like this is how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be unseen all the time, invisible all the time. You're supposed to be this ghost. And so the Gwissin Vest is kind of imbued with with them. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Gwissin is Korean for ghosts. Ghost Vest. Dun, dun. Ghost Vest. Ghost Fest coast to coast. Yeah, and it has the it has the Korean emblem glaring right on the chest. Yeah. Is that a Korean emblem? Yeah. The red, yellow, blue a little bit? Yeah. Neat. I like that. There's like so many things in the game that I'm like, Bungie, why aren't you making these into memorabilia? Like why are you making little keychain ghosts? I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like that though. I like that. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> just that it's like a pin like a little little medallion like this big yeah that'd be cool i like i i'd i'd collect that i'd buy that as as Viru says you know the the artifacts in in destiny one were another example very of it, yeah. similar yeah mm-hmm. um i think that that's a really good example and i i'd love to know more about where where like like what happened what to is them? it well, give, uh, no, give I wasn't fucking gonna say that. Back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would like some artifacts. They were remember, nice. remember when they were first introduced and they were just like nothing? It was like, Point, yeah, isn't yeah. this neat? Yeah. Another, All another thing to chase. Even more. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing to boost your power level or your light level up. Remember, oh remember Dre- uh, Dredgen's rose, the rose artifact, the oh space cabbage. Yeah, yeah. the uh, artichoke. The the artwork for them. Oh yeah, space artichoke. I get I get cabbage and artichokes confused all the time. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm not. Anon's a guinea pig. I mean, my diet is like eighty percent cookie dough, 
hot mm-hmm. chocolate, marshmallows. Like this is all v- vegan. Mm. Maybe. Good job. Well, uh, no, there's probably egg in that. Yeah. And maybe milk. Oh. Yeah. So just semi-vegan. Vegetarian. I mean, it's it's either, it's either vegan or it's not. You don't really have semi-vegan, to be honest. That's I've, semi-vegan. I've met quite a few My space vegan and vegetarians <laughs> that, by definition, aren't. Lol. Anyway. Oh man. We just got off. We just go off the rails yeah. at the end every time. I'm, I'm just busy looking at artifacts now. They're just beautiful. They are beautiful oh, they too. Are. They should yeah. bring the them back. Artifacts. The, what was the what was the artifact that had the two little worms that were eating the old candy? That was an item in there. That was an awesome piece of art. Two pieces of worms. Oh, I wish I could remember oh, two that worms, one. Two worms eating a piece of candy. Or it was a it was an old. It was. I think it was from one of the the dawning events a long time ago. And if you didn't turn in your candy, you got oh like some yeah. That wasn't an artifact then, was it? No, it wasn't an artifact. So it, it was, was a, it was one of the candies, and if you didn't use it by the end of the dawning, it became rotten candy. And it had yeah. two like worms on it or something. Did Where's it? that one? I think so. Uh, rotten uh, candy. Yeah, rotten yeah, candy. Yeah, it's got rotten two little candy. worms. Is it Ingram? Ah, oh yeah, it does have little worms on it, and they're like hive worms. Yeah, somebody drew that for us to just be like, <laughs> whatever. True. I still have rotten candy in my <laughs> vault because I save everything. Yeah, me too. Which is actually kind of like silly and fun that like I actually have rotten candy. I like that. That's a nice touch. <laughs> um, artifacts should come back though in my opinion because one of the things that Destiny could really use like I played a little bit of Anthem and what it really um, seems like it's like leaning into is the idea of like really specking your bid your build with modifications mm-hmm. and Destiny right. doesn't have that Destiny doesn't have a slot for that but if they were to bring back artifacts that are like mm-hmm. They're kind of like pseudo exotics where they're not going to take your exotic slot, but they're going to give you a, a specific type of buff where it's like um, mm. Blades of Gallon or, or Blade Barrage now has a more refined spread. So it, mm-hmm. it, it like, like lets it be more of a local uh, singular damage mm. or like so, just like does, simple does, little things like that, like little boosts does, to your build. Well, how did you feel about like the a, old? Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, does Anthem have like a PvP element to it? It doesn't. No. But that's why artifacts could extra work, because then artifacts could be a non-PvP but, piece. Yeah, well, that that would make sense, because I do think that one of the things that Bungie have been really careful about is, you know, like, like they've tried to make exotics very recognizable, so that when you are facing someone with a... With it, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, if, if somebody's... Immediate. It's like the stapler. You know, the Mita multi-tool. You hear it, and you know exactly yeah. what you're being thought yeah. with. Or, like, or you know, last there's, word. There's, yeah. That dun, like, dun, like dun, you know, there's dun, so dun, many... Dun. You can hear when somebody's using Telesto. You can hear uh-huh. when somebody's oh, yeah. using uh, the Colony. That was seven, you know? not eight. There's a... What? I went gung, 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 gung. But that was only seven, so they still have one word left. Oh. Uh. <laughs> the, the penultimate word. 
laconic. It was it's an accident, of but I'm going to run with it because now it actually sounds mm. good. Few words. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, um, that's one of the things I really like. I think that was a good design decision from Bungie. But you're right, if, if artifacts only affected PvE, that would... And, that and that's would be, kind of... That's actually a good idea because the yeah. biggest struggle they have is balancing the weapons amongst the two different game modes. And yeah. that's the people's biggest gripes. So if they're going to vary, if they're going to vary it to where mm. you can only use the more devastating parts of the weapon and the and the and the abilities in PvE mm. then yeah they could tie them to artifacts very it would be in my mind it would be much more simple to 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 tune an artifact um yeah. i just want to point out that dancing guru said i'm not up to date with hunter gear is there any exotic that gives a perk in reference to anna bray leaving pools of light which was um her oh, experience in, so cool. in Twilight Gap. Her golden gun was so powerful that it left essentially sunspots behind like the Titan mm-hmm. hammers do, which I think is awesome. But I'm going to one-up you. She has, she gonna, has a, uh, a gun on her hip right now that has the rose emblem on it, and it's a Tex Mechanica. Is it Tex Mechanica? Yeah. Well, it's got the Tex Mechanica filigree. I guess, yeah. But... Um, I'm going to one-up uh, Dancing Viru and say since Anna Bray is very much in league with Rasputin with the war set and all that there should be a hunter exotic called like war set down or something like that and um, essentially what it is is shooting an enemy with your golden gun also summons a war set to fall on them <laughs> that would be cool that would be yeah. awesome I, I would Imagine, imagine the Christmas noob that goes into <laughs> PvP for the first time, and they see their teammate get exploded in fire, and then a war set falls on them. How would that, that work in awesome. doors, though? Who cares? That, would... No, I, I care. <laughs> uh, you ruin. I'm everything. like a magnet for war sets out in the wild. Yeah. I will, or, I will get hit by that. What's up with the walls that pods. fall now? Like, what? what is that? Like, why are there exploding walls that those kill me all the time? At least with the war set, I'm like, <laughs> I know where that's going to fall. But there's, like, yeah. three walls that just come out of nowhere. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that's just, like, Rasputin knows that you need to hide behind something. So he's like, look, <laughs> I, I can't stop this war set from falling down. But what I can do is make some walls fall down as well. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's some defense. Yeah. Right. The best offense. <laughs> All right. Which um, is which is wild <laughs> when you think about Nighthawk taking the all of it and making it one super bullet. Yeah. Uh, what? So, uh, anyway. <laughs> I wonder if the rogue light bearer who was looking for Anna to get the Izanagi burden, which is what she used to kill them. Oh, never mind. You said Anna, but I think you mean Ada. Ada. I got really confused there. I was going to say, what if he got inspired to essentially make the Celestial Nighthawk after seeing what the Izanagi's burden does? And he's like, oh, I should do this with my golden gun. 
<laughs> well, I have to. Uh, I hate doing the rabbit hole thing, but you know, we with the two the two mysterious <clears throat> figures from the whole Black Armory paper are the the enemies that hunt people at night, mm-hmm. and of mm-hmm. course the big swampy machine creature that was oh, banging on the, the door. Well, right, so. I- I don't know could if they, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't presume that they are the same. Well, I guess I'm alone on that. You see, the reason why I wouldn't presume that they were the same is that when we don't have any, we don't have any. We have stories about the fallen from like the beginning of of the of the risen. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? We don't have stories about these creatures. And I suspect that they were only present during the collapse, like during the. Well, we already kind of we kind of already talked about that. The collapse mm-hmm. is happening. The creatures are there. The traveler pushes back everything. The creatures are gone yes. and releases the ghosts. Yes, mm. exactly. But as as Ada and Henriette are traveling, they talk about creatures at night. Like Whoa. no, they, they don't actually talk about creatures at night. They talk about where was it? They talk about. Um, they leave and they say it's safe. They will only move at during the day because they're still afraid of it. But then they but never they, talk about it again. They say the airport isn't safe anymore. Oh, well, where is it? Oh no, they said something about night, but I can't find it now. Oh man, no, maybe I'm... the temp at night. The what, sorry? The temp at night? The temp? Yeah, at night. What's the temp? The temp at night. The temp at night. I have no idea what you're saying. Oh. I mean, oh. I, I can. I mean, I understand the words that you're saying. The temp mm-hmm. at night. Is this is temp short for temporary? Technically. Is this an 80s song? No. Someone will get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it said something about... Um... It didn't. You're wrong. So... And we're at our time. So it says the control <laughs> tower is ablaze and the monstrous sounds on the wind will keep us from investigating any further. Which to me implied there was something monstrous. But I didn't. I, I don't think it's the um, the creature that attacked while they were in the um, in the lab. I think this is the the fallen. The boogeyman. Oh no, my my sticky notes. Hmm. I was playing his, with them. His, his sticky note. So mm. that is going to wrap up our episode of loose cannon this week um we will be back can everyone make it for the 17th any i think yeah. so any known yeah. issues uh guardian will be starting his new job on the 18th and mm. working on the 17th so he won't be with us until march 3rd which is sad yeah, yeah. um so we're gonna have to pick out something like really awesome to talk about with him here <laughs> for next week for the next week that we'll be here um if you missed any of the show or you just want to listen to it again i will be uploading it onto youtube later today um 
yeah. this week. I know Volts was uh, Volts was sad to be missing it this week. Yeah, I'll, I, I'm I'm gonna try to get it uploaded sooner. I I forget a lot to upload it. Um, I'm pretty sure Anchor pushes it out everywhere now, like including uh, Podbean. So you should be able to find us wherever you want. I don't know why Anchor took so long. Maybe it's because we we do it in, so inconsistently, or mm. but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I had a good time. I hope everyone uh, watching or listening had a good time. Hope you too. So, yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best of times. So, Rhino, can I can I actually ask you something? Yes. That tweet that you sent replied with a GIF to me on <laughs> I'm the just, alien egg alien egg yeah it's just an egg are, are you committing to that for now All right. <laughs> i didn't see this what is this it's a it's a <laughs> test he's making an alien egg ah ah i found it yeah, it's totally Can an I, alien egg right mm-hmm. totally what what is what is that an alien egg are you dumb is it though i mean Maybe. <laughs> the idea is to get it to 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 glow. Can I link to this in uh in the Twitch chat? Yeah. I didn't want to blow up a spot. That's why I was like <laughs> careful. Well then you oh, shouldn't have brought it up. Well, I mean I wanted to a little bit. <laughs> My curiosity was piqued and I had to know if it was possible. Yeah. To uh to make it do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I am also I peaked. <laughs> I, I, re- I regret those words. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Don't we all? Let's end this before I say something worse. Bye, guys. See you on the Bye. 17th. Love you. Bye. Peace. How the fuck do I end it? Oh, there it is.